0: Name is Tom Gone. I am a parishioner at Mary Seat of Wisdom. I've been married almost 43 years to a beautiful woman, Madeline. We have three children, Tommy, John, and Marie, and uh, five grandsons. My family is truly one of the many blessings in life that I have. My story that I would like to share started with my seminary training. I was in the seminary for five and a half years studying for the priesthood. The seminary taught me that the one has to give back to others by practicing one's faith in real action. (laughs) Visiting the sick at Cook County Hospital, coaching children at Cabrini Green Housing Project, or helping out at the home parish were ways that the seminary influenced me. I left the seminary in my second year college at 19 years of age. One might ask why. At that time I wasn't very happy, I wasn't studying, and I was questioning whether I would make a good priest. I wanted to raise a family. My spiritual director said that I shouldn't leave, but I needed time to think about it away from the seminary. I left just before Christmas in 1963. Leaving the seminary, I had to choose another profession. Teaching physical education and coaching were going to be my future goals, I thought. I was always a jock in high school and college, so it kind of was easy for me to go into physical education. And, uh, I guess when I left the seminary, I was thinking, okay, now how am I going to continue my education? I didn't have that much money. I I wanted to save as much as I possibly could and go on to school because my two older brothers had gone on to school and gone on to college. So. My first option was I knew my coach in high school who was going to write a letter to Northern Illinois University for me because he knew the coach in the baseball program there. And uh, I, I also knew one of their star athletes who was a pitcher on their Northern Illinois baseball team. So I thought, okay, I'll go visit Northern Illinois University. So I go on the bus and I visit Northern, Northern Illinois University and uh, talk to the coach and the coach says, well, Tom, I just can't give you a scholarship by just seeing you. If you you make the team in spring, I'll give you a scholarship in fall. So on the way back home, I'm thinking about this. Oh boy, I was in a seminary with about 800 guys in high school, and then I went to the junior college and there were 200 guys there. Northern Illinois with about 15,000 college students kind of gave me an overwhelming feeling like I just can't go there. So I decided to talk to my friend who I was in the seminary with at one time, and he had gone to Lawrence College. Now Lawrence College was a Boys Catholic College in Dubuque, Iowa, about 2,000 guys. So it, So on the way home on that bus, I was Wayne and thought, hmm, well, I better go visit Lawrence College. I got to do something. So I went to visit Lawrence College and that was uh, my God was talking to me. This is the place I should go and continue my education. So LORS helped me to direct my life into what my God wanted me to do and not what I thought I wanted to do. My second year at LORS, I joined the Big Brothers Big Sisters program, where one would spend a Saturday afternoon taking a child out to see a movie, roller skating, or whatever that child wanted to do that that Saturday afternoon. That experience was my first in dealing with special needs children. The children lived at St. Mary's home. St. Mary's was a home where children were sent by their parents because they could no longer be handled by them. That was one of the many experiences of my life that I questioned my God. My mom named me after St. Thomas the Apostle, the doubter. As a young person, I was always asking the question, why did bad things happen to innocent children and good people? I wanted to fix that somehow. My junior year at Loras, I lived at St. Mary's home to become an assistant house parent, part-time. There were six Franciscan nuns and one priest that gave their lives to make life better for these children at St. Mary's. Along with the eight other college students, we assisted the nuns at the home. That year at St. Mary's, God planted a seed in my heart. Graduating from Lawrence in January 1969, I got a teaching job at Gordon Technical High School, an all-boys Catholic high school on the north side of Chicago which is now co-ed. While at Gordon I taught history and physical education and coached. Those three years opened my eyes that my God wanted me to do something else. My experience in Big Brothers and being a house parent, assistant house parent at St. Mary's Home, was my God telling me that teaching special needs children might be what He wants. I left Gordon to get my masters in teaching physical education thinking that I would go into college teaching or coaching. However, after finishing my master's degree in physical education, a job opened up at ULIC Children's Home to teach in a self-contained classroom. I didn't have the necessary hours to teach special special needs children, but I was willing to sign an agreement that I would go on to get my master's in special needs. The story that I would like to share with you is is one of the children that I had taught in special education. I have changed his name, but not the story. Robert came to Ulick as a ten-year-old in sixth grade. He was taken out of his home environment because his dad was in prison and his mom had drug problems along with his older bro- brother who was selling drugs. The state took Robert out of this environment and placed him at Ulick Children's Home. Robert was a special child. He and I got along right away. There was a bond there. I think mostly because I was the coach at ULIC and as well as his teacher. Robert loved basketball and so did I. Robert came to my class reading at a third grade reading level. By the time he reached eighth grade, he was reading at grade level. It wasn't because of me. It was because Robert had a thirst for learning and wanted to make something of himself. Since Robert was such a good basketball player and such a good student, I wanted to give him something a little extra for working so hard at school. I asked Robert if he would like to go to a basketball camp to improve his skills, all expenses paid. He said, Coach, I would love to. Ray Meyer, the coach at DePaul University at this time, ran a summer basketball program up in Wisconsin. I called Ray Meyer's office to find out if there were any openings in his camp. I talked to Ray Meyer's secretary, saying I had a special student from Ulick Children's Home that I would like to send to their summer camp. I could hear in the background the secretary telling Ray about Robert. Ray Meyer, not knowing me at all, says to his secretary, give him two scholarships, all expenses paid. All I had to do was pay their bus transportation up to the camp. Robert, after graduating from eighth grade, went to Shears High School where he played for four years. While in his first year at Shurer's, his mother passes away. Robert paid part of his mom's funeral through the allowance he received every week for doing side jobs while at Ulrich Home. Shurer's high school in Robert's senior year was 20 and 0, until they lost in the state's super sectionals. Robert goes on to Alabama State, where he received a social works degree, and is now at Ulrich working with children. Robert taught me so much about life and my faith. Seeing the inner strength of this young boy helped me to stay in special education for 20 years. I would never give up on any child or any person in life. Robert's hardships helped me always to look for the positive in human beings. If a child like Robert could go through so much, then I should easily look for goodness in others. Robert could forgive his family because he always loved them then I should be compassionate myself and have a willingness to forgive human failings. My twenty years at Home was God's gift to me. When one sees children that have been abandoned in life, it tears you apart. I was constantly questioning my faith. I think I know why my mom had reasons in naming me Thomas. Yes, St. Thomas the Doubter. I feel we all have doubts in life and ask the questions why. It it was through this little boy of ten who helped shape me, hopefully in the right direction. A direction that was leading me by way of my heart and not necessarily the way my ego wanted. Since I was always questioning and trying to search out answers in my faith, I believe it has always been the Holy Eucharist and daily mass that helped sustain me on the right path. Seeing people go to communion gives me that positive feeling that we are all on different paths, but need each other in finding the goodness in others. There is a window in our church at Mercy that says, without love, we are nothing. I truly believe that. Any questions? No wonderful. Yes. Same, same question as Robert had. What do we do in the church to, to invigorate? I believe what Sean was saying. I really believe that we have to uh, turn to our youth. And we have to show them uh, that life, in life, you know, as grandparents or parents, that, that we should have a strong faith. That faith will get you through the tough times in life that might come along your way. So I think we've lost that somewhat. We we are not tending to the youth of our church. And um, when we were growing up, it was the nuns uh, that, that kept us, kept us uh, believing in faith and uh, the faith in human beings. And uh, uh, we don't have the nuns anymore. So I think we, ourselves, as parents, as grandparents, that we, we share a goodness with them and, and, and show our faith to the young ones. So uh, I know it's, it's a general term, but I really feel we have to go back to our youth, and, and the church has to see that. I hate to say it, sometimes our church is run by older people, okay, and, and in so doing they've lost insight onto what really has brought our church to where it is, Is because the teachings to children are the, probably very important, and they've lost sight of that, I think. So, I really don't have the answers, but I just really think that in, in general, generally speaking, that we have to go back to our youth and we have to uh, share with them our faith in some way and so more programs as far as faith commitments as far as towards children. Yes? Where is this uh, ULIC school located? Okay, ULIC Children's Home is located right across the street from Gordon Peck but now it's uh, um, it's called UCAM. The home itself that I taught at was, was a home for about 40-50 kids and they were placed there by the state of Illinois, most of them, uh, because of uh, pro- problems at home. And so it's right by uh, California and uh, Excuse me, California and Addison, between Addison and Montrose. Who was it funded by? It was originally was started by the United Church of Christ. Now it's probably funded mostly by the state, okay, and private donations. But it's it's universe, as far as Chicago. They have spread out to the point where they are now involved in building a new home, uh, more in, uh, in on the west side of Chicago. And they might be closing down Eulichome or just use it as a uh, a place where they can meet and do special pro- programs. But the children won't be staying there. Your student is still there, Tom. Yes, he is. I met him about 5 years ago at a golf outing. You look at a golf outing and I, I went up to him and talked to him and said what it, well, how how it's changed my life. And uh, he was just a special kid. I mean I, the, You can't you can't imagine, you know, we you know we live in an environment here where people can go to school and they don't have violence and stuff. These kids come into this home and they've experienced more vi- violence than you'll ever know. Okay, they see shootings every day and, and, and drug problems. And, and, and for a kid to make it the way he has, it's really, a, it's, he's a special kid. I mean, there are other children that I taught that, that are doing well, but there's also a lot of children that, that aren't doing well. Yes? We have a 16-year-old granddaughter who had eight years of Catholic teaching, now is in a public high school, and she called me last week and said, Grandma, I have one more plus to add to my college resume. They've asked me to be a counselor for special need students in the high school." Beautiful, We did well with her. Yes, yes, ma'am. Congratulate. You know, I, in my heart, I have a special uh, feeling towards people that adopt children because I've seen a lot of uh, special needs kids that come into a home situation, to Yulikom, and they get transferred from home to home because maybe the home can't deal with them. And it's, it's so frustrating. I mean, to, to see these children, you know, they have no one to go to. So to see parents that put their lives on the line and and take these kids, these children, into their homes, they're they're special people. I call them walking saints. Mm -hmm. That's why we also donate to Mercy Homes for boys and girls. And that's beautiful, because Mercy Homes is another special home. Super. Any other questions? If you look uh, mostly in a... Well, was it all, all males, all guys? No. Maybe, uh, but troubled backgrounds? More no, or it, originally when Ulick Home was first established, it was established after the Civil War, and it was an orphanage for children that lost their parents, or one parent, or whatever. But now it's, it's changed to the point where state funds, they, they put kids in the home because they can't be uh, handled at home. Uh, or maybe their parents like incarcerated, or parents are drug addicts, or, or whatever. So, so and the state is funding most most of these children. Sounds like it was a very compact and it, op- operation. And it's and, and at the time we had we had one dormitory of girls. It was about 15, 16 girls, and we had three dormitories. One was for children, I would say, six to eight. There was about. 15 to 20 kids there. Then we had an intermediate dorm where the kids were from 10 to about 12, 12, 13. Uh, there was about 15, 16 kids there. And then we had a senior door, uh, dorm for boys and there was about 10 boys there. Okay. Um, yes? What would you? Um, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to go into special education as far as... I work in special ed and it's hard every day, so I mean, what? keeps you going for all these years through special Well, I guess I have in my heart uh, a feeling for uh, children that uh, have been taken out of a situation and are all of a sudden put in a home and and they've lost contact with their parents. Now, I believe, you know, thank God that I was put in special because it taught so much to me about my own life you know that I was I was thinking more of myself and my own ego you know I want to go on to coaching and and you know that wasn't for me I the special needs working with children that I thought had strikes against them Is you know a couple strikes against them in life that I wanted to change that so I for all those people that go into special needs it's not easy because I I think the uh, what I heard recently is Uh, People in special needs or special education last only about five years. Uh, And when we're talking about kids that have uh, emotional problems, behavioral problems. Any other questions? Thank you very much.